Welcome to another episode of For the Water Cooler, the podcast where you get to chat with your favorite coworkers about what you watched last night. I'm Matt Scalisi, and joining me is my virtual office buddy, Caroline Darney. Caroline, happy October, bud. It's October. It doesn't, it's, it's, it's still like 90 degrees. But, yeah, it's uh, 82 here today. I still have the AC going, but yeah. it appears, appears that in the 10 day, we do have some overnight 40s coming up. So your Ooh, girl's power is getting stronger and stronger. So we're lighting candles. We're, we're we making, that. we're making tea. We're doing all the fall <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yes. Lots of fall things happening. Uh, and, I'm doing, I am doing a, uh, did I tell you about, I'm doing a DIY project. I, I got no, inspired. Well, by I, I know about it because of your TikTok, but please tell our <laughs> listeners about it. It's like the saddest TikTok, and I'll probably forget to update it until the very end and be like, "Whoops, tap to update." Um, but I have like a little like spare room type of thing upstairs in my in my house, and I use it as an office. And I have some cool stuff on the walls. It's got a lot of press passes and like sociology textbooks from undergrad, like whatever. But I don't love sitting back there. There's nothing about it that's yeah. like enticing. And I, the, the background, for if I was doing a call, like there's nothing in the back that looks like, you know, particular. So I was like, you know, I wonder if I can do something. And like, and all of a sudden I've been watching too many DIY TikToks. And I was like, I should do an accent wall. And I was like, ooh, and then I can get a rug and like tie it all together. I have like no rugs in my house, partly because of the dogs and partly because like sure. I panic at pattern matching. And so like, <laughs> I always think that, I don't know what I'm going to pull, like how I can pull it. My mom has the best eye for this stuff. And like, I would never be able to be like this floral pattern rug would go great with this stripe, whatever. And and it all looks great when she does it. And so I found this great rug and I was like, I think I can make this work. And so I found, I finally, I decided I stopped hemming and hawing and I went and got a paint. So I have a paint now I've started taping off the window so I can do And The thing is like, I'm making it so much more dramatic than it needs to be because it's a space that no one goes in except me. If I don't like it, I've painted one small like triangle shape essentially above the window. Um, and it's like no harm, no foul type thing. Um, you know, this, but. this is something that I, that I definitely am a big believer in and have, I'm, I would say I've lived most of my life as a typical boy, which is that I don't care at all about the space that I exist in. <laughs> like, you know, I was the guy that didn't put anything up on my walls in my college yeah. dorm, but like, I, as a, as a adult, I mean, obviously a lot of this due to having a wife who actually cares about this stuff and does it for me, but like, I, I have found, especially living at home and working at home a lot more, like yeah. if you have dedicated spaces for doing yeah. certain things, it actually does seem to make kind of a big difference mentally and emotionally, yeah. like what you're doing. So like I, I have, I'm in a room right now that. I use for doing this podcast because it looks nice. And I, I come in here to like read and chill. Yeah. Could I do work in here? Of course, because I work from home and don't have a real job, but like (laughs) I deliberately go to a different place with a desk to work and I don't work in my like chill. That's what I need. I sit in my living room because it's much more comfortable. And like the other part of it too, is like, it gets a little too hot up there, like during the summer. So this is also why I want to do it in the fall. Um, but I also am currently, I have my computer sitting on three Nike shoe boxes and well, I we have, all do that when we have yeah, to and do I've a got, video like, podcast. The, yeah. ring, the ring light on a stack of like five boxes on top of something else. So if I can like get something where I don't have to do that every time. And so I, I've got, you know, I, I picked up a, some floating shelves from Target and I've got, I think I'm going to go back to Lowe's and get some black, sorry, caviar uh, paint. <laughs> and I've got one of those like, 
basically i think everyone from a certain time frame in their life had one of these chairs it's like the poang chair from ikea and it, it's the one that kind of like bounces and has like the canvas like the f- fabric chair uh cushion whatever um and so i've got one in like the tan color and i think i want to just paint it black to make it like match the desk and then have it um so there's a few things i'm trying to keep it under like a couple hundred bucks um or if you, I mean, like some of the stuff is expensive. Like paint was like Chan- getting all Chandler, the paint stuff. Like can you go bucks. back in later when she says paint it black and just add the little? That's what I'm going to listen to. That's that's the audio don't, I will put. Don't really do that. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry, Chandler. That's uh, the audio that I will put when I use, make the TikTok of me painting the chair. Um, <laughs> which will this will all probably end up with like the puppy walking through pink and black paint exactly packing it through the house and like it's i mean if you have if you have small animals or children decorating is pretty much pointless but well not to make this just like home improvement podcast episode (laughs) we also have those like recessed can lights or whatever um and there's a handful of them have now like dimmed or aren't coming on as fast or right away so i'm like oh the bulb must be going because i don't know what this stuff is i didn't i rent i didn't set it up so I'm standing there on a chair. I get that thing out of the ceiling and I'm like, where's the bulb? And I'm like, oh, this is like attached to like a power box thing. This is like a power. So this is when you got to walk away. This is when you got to say, I'm calling somebody. And I, I asked them at Lowe's and they're like, oh yeah, you just unplug there. And I was like, okay, great. So then I went online to like, I thought I had to replace the little flat part because they were, I thought they were like LED. No, apparently there's probably something wrong with the actual like, junction box because when i went to the website for this place no one's going to care listening to this but I'm, i have to get it out i had this is like my therapy <laughs> session when i went to, like this one like i'm happy being single but if i don't do this stuff no, it does not get done and <laughs> right, so i sure. can't just be like oh well i'll never do it because i'll be sitting in the dark with the dogs um and they were like the thing on the website said they're the reason to put those lights in is they're good for 45 years matt this is not so now I contacted the people because I'm in now I'm in and they were like oh yeah like sounds like there's something wrong like you'll have to like I was like you don't, you don't think that I know how to take all these out and replace them do you see this was this is different for you because uh. statistically you're likely to live longer but <laughs> if, if someone tried to sell me something that lasts 45 years I, I, I wouldn't buy it just because it's like the odds are I'm not, it's, it's going to be working longer than I, than my body. Yeah. Well, and they have a warranty for seven years. So they were saying like, we will replace the seven parentheses, seven lights. And I was like, well, I don't even know if those are all the only ones that are broken. There might be more. I don't know. Um, and so now this might have to be a time where I like forward this to my landlord and my friend who's lovely. She's outstanding. But I might be like, this is now your project. And you just let me know when your guy wants to come fix these because, I am in over my head at this point. <laughs> but yeah, so this has been um, DIY hour with Carolyn yeah. and Matt. Well, speaking of speaking of home decor, actually, we're going to have uh, Jamie Howard joining <laughs> us later from the podcast Bloody Broads, and she's going to be talking about Practical Magic, which is a movie with, with, I would say, among many other things, highlights 90s home decor in a big way. Yes, also very true. I might just go to All Candles and go full Nicole Kidman. Yeah. (laughs) Just forget the can lights. We're just going candles. (laughs) So look forward to that later in the show. But first, we're going to hit some some headlines, I say, real quick. But, I mean, the first headline I want to talk about, Caroline, is that it's October now. And that means a lot of things for people when it comes to pop culture. Actually, our coworker at For the Win, Barry Clark, has a great 
list go it's either already up or it's going yeah, it should be up, up. Soon. It should be live as of sunday the first that is about cozy fall yeah. content which i think is a great idea for a list uh, and there's a lot of really good stuff on there uh that that particularly i think she said I mostly just made this list because I wanted to talk about Over the Garden Wall, which I <laughs> just recently saw for the first time, and it is amazing. I've heard so many people talking about this. Go right. see it. Go watch it on like Hulu. Two it's, months ago, I had never even heard of this thing, and it's now so, it's all so, anyone will talk about. <laughs> it's so good, so good. It's it's a it is a pumpkin spice latte in in uh, in <laughs> video form. But I mean, so Caroline, look, we've talked a little bit about this on the show before. But you are you scare easily, and you don't like being you don't, <laughs> don't like being it. scared. Don't love it. So, no. which is true for a lot of people. And yeah. I, I, what I do want to know is when it's this time of year for you, and people like me are pumped because we get lots of good <laughs> horror content. What kind of stuff do you watch as your alternative to that? What do you just, like this time of year? Just Top Gun Maverick on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I need to watch this been a while. Um, you know, I will sometimes I will I will dabble in some Gilmore Girls, like go back to a little cozy. Sure. You know. That's um, a very fall show. Even the, Yeah, it's a very fall show. It's statistically very fall. statistically probably covers all seasons, but like yeah, no, I but do think of it fall. as a fall show. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a fall show. And it's funny because, you know, most people that my friends at least, we've all had the progression of the first time you watch it generally when it first came out you're watching it and you're like rory i totally get it and then as you get a little bit older you're like she's kind of the worst and like i see where yes. Lorelai's coming. and then now i'm fully in emily camp where i'm like listen the mom actually has a lot of this stuff right and y'all where are being we all real irrational up. like yeah you like kind of go up through um and get to the point where you're like you know the grandparents had a point <laughs> so. i think i can't i think alex is who first said this but basically <laughs> the idea that like Em, actually, Emily actually. is a Gilmore girl, and that's yes. she is equally a lead in the show. Yes, um, and this is around the time where I start in earnest to really get into the the rom com. Like this is my rom com phase. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people do that like February ish, like for Valentine's Day. Uh, there have been a couple recent releases on. I think they were Netflix. Um, Love and uh, no, love in the is in the air is the one that did show me. Love at first sight. It has the uh, woman who was um, the assistant. This is like the worst description ever because I can't remember anyone's name. Well, right now, now. You, now you have to say it without looking it up. <laughs> so, from season two of White Lotus, um, <laughs> the woman who's like, the gays are trying to kill me. Um, the bend and snap. Jennifer lady. Coolidge. Yes, Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> They're trying to murder. She me. was also um, in season one of White Lotus. I know she was. I know she was. But in season two is when she said. So Jennifer Coolidge's <laughs> assistant plays the lead in this rom com, and then there's this adorable little British guy, um, and it is excellent. And so now you're it's, starting to it's get. It's making me think of like the the like berries and cream guy from the commercial. That that's who the male lead is. No, he's like, absolutely a little delightful. boy, like a little guy in in a little like Fauntleroy suit. No, no, sorry, yeah, he's not. He's like an adult. He's like 25 or something. And it's just a very sweet, very different. Because the thing you run into, and like I will be the first to admit that like Hallmark Christmas movies are not good. They're, you know, but well, I that's, love yeah, them but that's with the my point. entire heart. That's the point, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's just something about there's actually ones that I do think are good. There's ones that if it's on, I'm like, oh hell yeah, let's go. But and we get to this a little bit with uh or we we will talk about this a little bit with, with Jamie later, but the idea that it's like contained, it is 
really an hour 40 or so of content and it's fully contained in a two hour block. And the problem is similar to what I've run into with like college basketball season, (laughs) which is all of a sudden I'll be like, okay, this is the last one. This is the last game I'm going to watch. This is the last Hallmark movie I'm going to watch. And then all of a sudden, if you don't get up right away, you're next one's next on. One. Yeah, yeah. Next one's on, and you're in, and you're like, "Well, I have to see if these two get together." Like you don't know because they always get together. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I, I kind of go a little like that's. I'm more with Mary in the cozy fall, and then I throw in like a maybe closer to actual Halloween. I'll watch like Aliens. Well, we're, I'm doing Aliens for a podcast this year. Uh, sure. Over with our good friend Kyle Benduho, Big Screen Sports. We're gonna. He's hey, finally letting me talk about Alien and Aliens. We didn't I've mention. We didn't mention this, but while, since you brought it up, um, hmm. I will promo uh, big screen, big screen <laughs> sports for everyone because Caroline and I are on the what is the three hundredth episode? Yes, uh, that just came out this week. As you're hearing this, it should already be up, yep. and um, it was a wild episode. We talked about that <laughs> type forty five. Yeah, we talked about that thing you do ostensibly. Yeah, um, but due to let's just say a new a number of surprises that happened during the show. <laughs> The show goes on for quite a while, and it is it is off the rails in the best possible way. It's it was a, a really really good time. Go check yeah. that out. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I think there is a lot of non Halloween content for people yeah. who who like this kind of stuff. It wouldn't surprise. I know a lot of the Hallmark movies are Christmas movies. Surely they, there is like a specific fall, fall one, right? Yeah, they have a full. Not that I get the email. Is there one called like leaf peeping or something? <laughs> Surely well, this is someone's when, like, done that. This is this is peak time for the ones that are called like falling in love, <laughs> like a, you know, like a yeah. staying at an inn somewhere, um, or people that go to like peep foliage and yeah. you know run into some sort of vehicle disaster that strands you at the lodge and there's only one room left or whatever. Um, I love those movies so much and no shame. Uh, (laughs) But I think that's for when I start to want to get like under a blanket, sit on the sofa, drink a hot coffee or something like that. That's where I go is like a comfort show, like a Gilmore girls, but that could also be Schitt's Creek or um, really any number of it's, just a vibe it's not even necessarily it doesn't sure. that good like there's so many bad tim, tim burton movies are not all scary by the way either and right, I, that's yeah. a very fall vibe for a lot of people too yes yes um i do i need. i think i need to i need to watch that one i think i haven't seen it forever the um the you know, edward scissorhands i'm guessing but based on the fact that you put your hands out like that <laughs> well i was gonna say the one with the skeleton the Oh, sure. Yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Um, But we love that there's a scene in Edward Scissorhands where um, he's wearing a UVA hat. So. Oh, wow. I did not know. Would never have guessed that. Of course, you have the UVA. Come to me for your terrible, unnecessary UVA knowledge. Wow. Where I can point out to you every time in a movie that someone wore or mentioned that they went to UVA. Well, try to. Like Clarice Starling. Yes, there you go. Well, try try to connect this one to UVA, Caroline. (laughs) In the news this week, uh, we thought we did talk about Taylor and her her new connection to the NFL. That continues this week as she showed up at another Kansas City Chiefs game. This time it was in New York, and she was accompanied 
by two of her very famous friends. Uh, that well, a handful of her very famous friends. But. Sure. Notably in the car with her as she arrived at the stadium uh, were Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Now, yep. this has set off a bunch of speculation for a variety of reasons because Ryan Reynolds, of course, is in the middle of making a Marvel movie. Yep. Um, he is making Deadpool 3, which is going to be reportedly filled with lots of celebrity cameos and goofy yep. uh, asides, and, and the, as those movies always are. It has been rumored for years that Taylor Swift was going to show up in a in an X-Men movie back when they were made by Fox uh, as the character Dazzler. And I, I wanted to talk about this because this is where our two things that we nerd out about. <laughs> Can I, I'm just going to start with this. I find, so this is where um, I saw a tweet yesterday or this morning or whatever talking about, like there's been a lot of where the NFL side of things are being explained to Swifties. And yeah, there's a lot of ignoring of the Swifty side of things being explained to NFL folks. So like sure. where, so some people were like, I can't believe that she, so a lot of people I saw thought that this was, why she was Blake lively. Who the heck exactly. is that? Yeah. Why is she with Ryan Reynolds? Like this is so random when realistically they have been friends for a very long time. And right. the entire, like folklore, there's an entire, like there are like people in the song. Cause folklore is like, a, it's essentially a, a made up, story like throughout like where other albums she relies on like her personal experiences and sings something writes lyrics but she created this like narrative that goes throughout the entire album and it's a beautiful album it's a perfect album if you haven't listened to taylor swift and you don't and you're like she's trash i don't like any of that stuff like listen to folklore sit down listen sit with it it's great but two of the characters or she names the characters after the the ryan reynolds and blake lively's children like that's how close they are like they're and so while i think that there's some of that like, ooh, a lot of people were like immediately like, ooh, this is some, oh, that's why the relationship is so fake. This is some push for like, you know, they're just maximizing their Marvel and Deadpool stuff, whatever, because because Hugh Jackman was there and came with them. Right. But Hugh Jackman is also a guy who's been like BFFs with Ryan Reynolds forever. And I think he's just like, he's recently announced or like he recently got divorced. I think there's just a guy who was like, yeah, I'll go to the game with you. <laughs> like, I literally think like that's like where... But I think all that said, I want to talk about Dazzler. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think, like all of the things. I think one thing that people don't appreciate about a lot of this when you're trying to decide what is or isn't fake is that famous people kind of just all know each other and yeah. put each other in each other's stuff because yeah. that's what you would do if you had a lot of money. You would yeah. if if I if I suddenly became a billionaire and I was making a movie. I would probably put Caroline in the movie because she's my friend. That's just what that's just what people do. Yeah. And the fact that other entities are trying to glom onto it and make money off of it is just businesses being businesses. Like, yeah, it NFL, doesn't mean look, that the, the NFL. Yeah, this is my thing is saying is like not a single person and especially not Taylor Swift needs to fake a relationship for PR. Like there is zero Taylor. Taylor doesn't really get anything out of it. But no, the, but, but like, the NFL is like, if she's going to be here, we're going to try and get people who don't watch football to care or to maybe yep. try and finally appeal to like women. Cause they have their whole history of like, let's just make it pink and that'll be okay. Like that. It's been a big struggle for the NFL to yeah. get women to care about their sport. And this is, this is working. So they're going to, they're going to latch onto it. Well, there's sure. no, anyway, yeah, okay. we, but, we but let's say it. this. I, I, I think it's a good parallel because I think even though it's a little more, it's a lot more balanced than the NFL. I do think that Marvel 
is probably having a little bit of a harder time bringing women into their movies these days. It's part of the reason why the Marvels is happening. Um, and, and I'm sure they're hoping that that goes well for them, but you know, it, it's, it's not as easy as it used to be. And then they look over and they see what Barbie did this summer. I mean, Marvel yeah. would love to have a movie perform like that again. Oh God, yeah. So look, you've got this movie coming out. Marvel feels great about Deadpool three. And the reason you know yeah. that is because they're having it come out in May. That is their absolute yep. big boy prime spot that they like yeah. to put a movie. And you've got Ryan Reynolds. He happens to be friends with this person who every single thing she touches right now turns to gold. It yeah. makes perfect sense to put Taylor Swift in this movie. And and I will say as a huge, as a, as a late in life, but nonetheless huge comic book nerd, this is a very good tailor-made is- character for Taylor ah. Swift. Uh, tell me about Dazzler. I don't know anything about Dazzler. So Dazzler is an X-Men character that was created in the 80s. Who her The idea for why they created her was Marvel wanted to create a character that had a music-related superpower. And Perfect. then they wanted to put a record out and sell it for real. And Dazzler basically is a pop star, disco-type singer. And her, super, her superpower is that she can turn light into sound so basically if you have lights everywhere useful but okay (laughs) (laughs) i was with you i was like okay 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 they find a way to make it work but basically (laughs) you you know if you put a bunch of of lights all over the place like in a club for example a dance club (laughs) she will then take that and use it to make a huge musical sound and become famous and sell a bunch of records. And then I think but occasionally she, she uses it to like fight villains. <laughs> yeah, I think she like can make the sound really loud and like deafen people. And uh, but mostly it's just for fun. Like a lot of the yeah, stuff yeah. they did in in the eighties in comics was because <laughs> someone drew something and they were like, "Well, that's kind of cool. Let's just make some stuff up around it." Yeah, and it's you know, there's always been. So I think that would be cool. Like I think that's awesome. I think that's a perfect role for her obviously for like a lot of reasons and it would have been super fun if like there's no way that she can really do anything at this point without people finding out about stuff because she's just that yeah. popular people so will like know it would have been it. awesome if there was like the harry styles at the end of the eternals moment where i screamed <laughs> like just screamed um but i think that's an awesome part and I, I think that there is something to you know i am one of the people that actually thinks black widow gets way too much hate um I enjoyed I, it. I, I really it, love a lot about it. I don't know that it's a perfect movie, but like, Oh, definitely not man, perfect. Florence Pugh all. is so fun in that movie. Oh my God. She's the best. And and this is where it comes down to like, you know, there's all these folks now complaining about the MCU and like, because there's the Marvels and Ms. Marvel and she Hulk that all of a sudden everything's gone woke and blah, blah, blah. But the fact of it is it took forever for Scarlett Johansson to even get her own movie. Yeah. And if it had come out, in the series when it was actually happened, like if it took, like if it was released after civil war, I think that it does a lot better. And I think that it, and I have very, very few complaints about Endgame. <laughs> One of them being though, is that I didn't care a lot about vision Wanda or black widow, just from like the stories throughout that we had gotten to that point. Now, right. WandaVision was probably my favorite show that they've done. And that's why I'm so mad about, you know, we can get into multiverse mass some other time. Um, 
And I absolutely felt so much more connected to Black Widow after seeing her story. And so it's kind of like, that's the stuff. And all of this is to say, like, if there is, there, while I think that I saw a recent report, or, and I'm actually really surprised by this number, and I'm curious how they came out, but apparently 46% of NFL fans are women, which is an incredible amount. And still, that does surprise me to hear. Yeah. I don't think that the, and this all is where I say like joke about like pink hats and pink jerseys. That's not just all we want. We want to like, you know, feel included in the space and in that sort of thing when it comes to not getting quizzed about who every quarterback ever was. If you say you like a team, um, but it's the same kind of thing. I think when you look at like comic books and um, superhero world, and so there's a, a really to, hostile space to, to yes, for, not just for, women, but like anybody who, anyone who doesn't know who, anything. Yeah. Who's trying to yeah. learn about it. You like kind of try and figure out your, your, where you should live in your call, like that you're a poser that you don't actually understand anything. Big time. And if they're able to like, I mean, like you said, everything Taylor Swift touches right now turns to gold, which is why I laughed at all the like, Jason Kelsey is a very famous and wonderful by all accounts guy, but people, there are international Swifties. There are, you know, people here who did not know who Travis Kelsey was. He, he gained 900,000 followers after last week's game. Do you know how that's a million people? Like that is ridiculous. (laughs) And so all that to say is like, if, if you put her in this project with someone as charismatic and adored right now as Ryan Reynolds is, um, that's like people will flock. To that. No and I love it. Especially if it's a role that like she can really eat up. Like you have to give her something. I think that she can like chew the scenery on and just really like, she, I hope she treats it like gem. Do you remember that cartoon? It's very, very similar to gem dazzler. Loved and Jem. it. Gem yeah, and the, like they what's sound her band? like Gem and the something holograms. Gem and the holograms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, I love that show. <laughs> Very similar. Yes. Uh, no, Superpower I mean, Power was getting sassy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think, I think Deadpool three right now is shaping up to be a big time phenomenon next year, with or without Taylor Swift. But with her, I, I think that you are probably you could literally count the the difference in money it will make if she's in it for any amount of time at all and and her fans are aware of it or if Um, it's even rumored she's in it even if she's not listed on the imdb (laughs) for sure well listen there's before we before we get to our guest it is a big week in terms of streaming stuff this is the last week for is this the is this the finale of ahsoka is this week the premiere of loki so big week for nerds and I, i will say I have turned around. I've turned around a bit on Ahsoka. I was very okay. skeptical about it. Uh, I, How are you with it? I've enjoyed it. I I think there's been enough for for people who didn't watch the animated shows to yeah. latch onto. And I will say, what really pulled me in more than anything else is that they have a great bad guy. I think that Thrawn, who is the the sort of imperial guy with blue skin, um, yeah super well cast with with the uh mickelson a mickelson brother not mads but the other yeah. mickelson brother i don't know if i knew he was a mickelson That's he great. is a mickelson uh That's and he's great. he's really good really fun villain um I, I think i think that they've they have not focused too much on a bunch of lore that i don't care about they've given us a lot of fun yeah. stuff and i've enjoyed it i'm definitely more pumped for loki oh my god uh, i'm so excited for loki yeah. I'm so excited. Because that was, again, I think when I think about, like, my favorite MCU Disney Plus shows, 
Um, first of all, Secret Invasion. I was kidding. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but it's it's some order of Loki, WandaVision, and probably Moon Knight. I really liked Moon Knight because I just think like. Oscar Isaac is so good. I liked I it out of the gate. I, I think it was a little inconsistent, but like, yeah, it, it was doing some fair. fun stuff early on. Yeah. For sure. And I, I just thought like, it only works for me because it was Oscar Isaac and not just because he's like super handsome and charismatic, but like his ability to like illustrate which character he was with just like, just the eyes. I thought he's, an incredible actor. So I, I really like, I'm trying to think if there were, I like She-Hulk. I like, I really liked Hawkeye too. I thought Hawkeye was a ton of fun. I like, I, I would say Hawkeye is really up there for me. I, yeah. I, I mean, Jeremy Renner, who I'm not usually a huge fan of, I think yeah. is really fun in it. And I think obviously Haley Steinfeld is, you You can give her, give her a movie now. She's a, she's yes. a star. She's she a is, star. She can carry something like this by herself. She's also really, has, really good. An NFL boyfriend and Josh Allen. That's so, right. I, this is why the TikToks have been so the great. Marvel right? NFL connection. Connection is so real. Um, yeah, and I and I just think the way that they did Hawkeye was so great because it was he's the only human. <laughs> yeah, and so showing how you know when they're like, "How did you lose your hearing?" and it just does that montage of like everything exploding over the course mm-hmm. of like twenty movies. Uh, it was top notch. But yeah, so that's also how we got Rogers the musical. Yes. Oh my god, so good. Um, <laughs> but I'm very excited to see. I think it had it being season one of Loki had the best finale. Like, yeah, where just everyone is acting their pants off in the entire thing. You've got him coming back. And this, like, you have no idea where things are going to go. I think what Marvel really, really, really needs to do in the next couple projects, including with Loki, is you have to start tying stuff together. Like, I don't mind, I don't mind standalones. I don't mind, you know, that's part of the argument um, back and forth. You see both sides of it as phase four and the start of phase five have happened is like, either people are like, oh, it felt too connected and da da da, or it was too standalone and didn't connect to anything else at all. And and some of that I think was COVID related where they couldn't do as much. Like it would have been really great to see a Tom Holland swinging through the end of Hawkeye or vice versa. Have like, sure. you know, Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld make a post credit scene appearance in, in No Way Home or, or yeah, No Way Home. Um, but all this says, like, I think that they have to make a concerted effort to tie together some of these multiverse stories. And Loki was the first one that gave us, like, real multiverse content. Um, and you obviously have, um, we don't know how much Kang we're getting. <laughs> um, but we'll see. It'll, uh, it'll be something that this is going to be a big piece as to, like, what happens yeah. going forward. I think Loki so far is has done the best job of selling me on why there's an Avengers movie coming up in the yeah. next few years. And uh, hopefully season two does more of that too. So I'm, I'm excited yeah. about it. Uh, yeah. We will definitely talk about both of those things next week on the show. But for this week, we're going to get to our pop culture potluck segment with Jamie Howard right after this break. All right, we are joined now by our very special guest this week. She is a friend of both Caroline and myself. And she is the co-host of a, a wonderful horror movie podcast called The Bloody Broads. Uh, definitely go check that out. She's she's the host of several different things, which I'll let her promo for herself <laughs> later on. But uh, please welcome to the show, Jamie Howard. Jamie, happy October. 
Yes, it's the best time of the year. It's my most wonderful time of the year. That's right. It's Jamie season for sure. Well, you you chose our pop culture potluck movie this week, and it, it is a it is a very curious choice. Now, as, I know as a as somebody who hosts a horror movie podcast, it's it's I, you know I I think I was like anticipating something really grim and dark and, and I was scary. very glad it was not that by the way I was like Caroline famously don't make me watch anything super scary, scary. <laughs> yes I had that in mind when I was making my decision I was like I could be really mean and make them watch the 2016 Blair Witch like requel but I'm not going to do that because I'm, I'm a, sure Caroline I'm, I'm a big fan for a week <laughs> no Caroline would absolutely hate that that is a physically demanding movie to watch <laughs> yes I feel so, like that would have been cruel and unusual on my part you. so well so why don't you tell us what you did choose and why you chose it Jamie yeah so uh first of all Practical Magic is not just one of my favorite like fall slash Halloween time movies it's just one of my favorite movies in general I'm famously a late 90s girly when it comes to film I think the look the dialogue the outfits like it's all just so not just nostalgic but just peak I don't know cinema (laughs) (laughs) and uh this is one of the very few. It's not really a rom com, but it it's kind of a lot of things. It you has can really like, call it a lot of things. It yeah. has those qualities to it, though, which is weird. Like I, I will tell you this, Jamie. The the <laughs> I mean, f- famously, Caroline live texts uh, yes. me yes. while she's watching whatever like movie we're talking about, and I I watched it way before Caroline did, and I was watching it with my wife, and when. There is a moment early in the movie, okay? So there's all there's a lot of preamble, there's yes. there's sort of backstory stuff, but there's a moment where like really the story, the present day story of the movie <laughs> fully is like kicks in and like let's go. And what that <laughs> moment is is when the opening notes of Faith Hill's This Kiss start playing. <laughs> and I was like I instantly lost it. I was instantly transported to a mall food court in 1998. I think I said all caps, like, is this this kiss? Because they it played, is. like, instrumental for a few minutes. Yeah, for, like, a, a good few bars. That's, this that's an instrumental. had no spooky music. Every piece of music hit. Like, it was almost like, I, don't, I didn't look it up. Maybe they did. But it's like they got the person who did while you were sleeping with Sandra Bullock <laughs> to come over and just like it actually working on something else. We wanted to see if you had time. Well, it's a little free. bit spooky, but it's let the me same you, thing. Let me blow your mind, Caroline, because the person who did the score for this movie is Alan Silvestri, who did Back to the Future Shut and up. Avengers Endgame. Shut yep. up. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. It literally was this like light and hoppy, like, yeah, like, she's like, oh, look at this little rom com. And it's like, as the, well, I mean, I want to get way ahead of them, but as a detective, going around town interrogating townspeople as to whether or not these women could have committed a murder <laughs> and hidden the body it's like a montage music from like any rom like like a like a, um you've got mail yeah <laughs> it's just like look how fun isn't he cute he's just asking about murder like it's so and silly. the kids are just like they're a witch like Literally, everyone's yeah. like saying like i'm not saying they did it but i am saying Fun they thing. did it yeah, yeah and the kids got hey. chicken pox the kid has chicken pox out in public and i was like uh excuse me ma'am right like like take him home that was a different it was a different time for infectious diseases (laughs) yeah the spookiest it gets is a uh is a stevie nicks song that's as spooky as it gets yes Yes. i mean 
wild. Spooky, it's a sound choice. Like, so so like it's so it's so interesting to watch this because if you were describing the plot of this movie on paper, it in no way gives you a good indication of what it feels like to watch this mm -mm. movie. Because it totally like genre wise, if you're just going by vibes, it does feel like kind of a combination of a nineties rom-com mm. and you know, I guess kind of like a family drama in a way, like something like uh, Terms of Endearment. I, that's a that's an old movie, oh, but God. I don't know if y'all yeah. have seen it. <laughs> it's but it's like, a heavy comparison. Yeah, but, I, I mean, like, like it's, wow. Like, that, that's... Minute, what? I was going to go with like Hocus Pocus plus like Dang. some sort but, of... Yeah, there's like, some of that for witchcraft sure. Witchcraft type thing. Honestly, the, we talked about this earlier, Matt, but the craft is a, yep. is a, is a, I was, a kindred yes. spirit, a sibling. Ja I, so, so Jamie, talk, let's talk about this as like yeah. a... A group of movies, okay? So in the late '90s, which okay. do you do you consider yourself a millennial, Jamie? I mean, technically, I am. I'm right on the cusp, but yeah. Okay, I'm not asking anyone to say how old they are, but, but <laughs> oh, I don't care. <laughs> I, I do feel like I do feel like there was a lot of witch content, yes, for millennial women growing up, and yes. this is definitely in that category of stuff. Absolutely, this is this, and I usually do a double feature with um, either Bell, Book, and Candle, which is not from the 90s, just a classic witch movie, or The Craft, or I do like a whole witch movie night. Um, just, it's so good. But this, The Craft, and then of course, Sabrina the Teenage Witch on TV. Yes. Um, <laughs> shortly after this, the OG Hocus Pocus comes out. Um, I mean, it really was like, no wonder I am the way that I am, <laughs> looking back. <laughs> which well, I, when did, um, I mean, these are all, again, spiritually, I think the same, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer falls into that for me too, where it's Absolutely. the supernatural, like, you know, women handling things and dealing with supernatural. And there's another one that I'm missing. I think I will have to look it up that feels I mean, very... We, we, we mentioned the craft. I mean, there really is a lot of stuff, but like, yes, I, that's where I was going. You, you, you touched on it, Caroline. I mean, I, I what, what plot-wise, we can get into that in a bit in this movie, yeah. but I want to talk about the, like, why it makes you feel good. And and to me, what's interesting watching this is the stuff that they really dwell on that seems like the, the fun bits of this movie are certainly like the sister relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess multiple relationships because there's also the older sisters there's who are very so fun. many sisters. There's so <laughs> many and they all all the little brunette and the little redhead. All of and them. the and the fact that these that these are women characters who have agency over the story. There are men in the movie. They are talked Allegedly. about a lot. I don't know if this <laughs> technically passes the Bechdel test or not, but, <laughs> but these, the women are, are taking actions that determine the way the story goes. So I, 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 I mean, look, I'm the dude, I'm the white dude talking on the podcast, but I, I'm asking you guys to both talk about, is there, is is there like a late nineties feminism connection to oh. all this witch content? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? This was like peak girl power. Like, first of all, Spice World came out around this time and I was a massive, <laughs> I was a massive Spice Girls fan. Um, that's how I found out where babies are born. Um, was Spice World, by the way. I'm sure that's <laughs> where they babies, made it. Where, that was where, the intent. Where babies, where babies are born or where babies like, come from? No, 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 like how where they physically are birthed. Oh, I um, see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm like, the hospital? I think I need to watch Spice World again. I don't remember that part. There's a pregnancy scene that is quite uh, involved. Anyways, it's very... (laughs) (laughs) Late 90s into early Y2K was just such like peak girl power. And again, very second wave feminism, but it's just so... I mean, I think of the quote that gets used all the time as a screen cap on like, you know, nostalgia core Instagrams and it's Angelica's mom and the Rugrats. And she's like, Angelica's got to eat, sleep and breathe self-esteem if she's going to succeed in this world. And like, that's literally what this is. And then, of course, after around 2003 into 2004, after 9-11, we get like the backlash from that where women are, I mean, derogatory bimbos. I don't know if I can say that on here. <laughs> and We've and said worse than bimbos on here. I yeah, thought I so. I, th- I thought so. I mean, just truly, like, we get such a backlash from it that it makes me sad to then go watch things that came out. Because after, after 9-11, we start getting, like, Cinderella story and all these, like, I'm not like other girls. It's bad to be feminine. And I just, we get Stupid Girls by Pink, you know, the song and the music video that lampoons all blondes. Like, I just... Woo, a lot of internalized misogyny after sure. after 9-11, you guys. But anyways, I love the late 90s. It's like peak, uh, again, peak girl power. Well, and, and it's, you're right, because every man in the movie is either basically summoned to them as a love interest <laughs> or, <laughs> or is, I think, a vampire, maybe, uh, and killed. Um, if he's not like, a vamp, let's talk about this guy. He's yeah. a real like, bad dude. He's either, I want to get into I guess this. it's either they were summoned or they were really bad <laughs> you, guys. Yeah, in the, they're in the they're entire, objects. The men are yeah. objects in the movie. Uh, abs- yeah. Right. And the entire premise, the setup, whatever you say, is like the first grandmother, whoever was on the beach that was scorned um, by the man that never came to her when she was pregnant with and. So therefore, every the death beetle, and if you heard the chirps of the death beetle, your yep. one true love was going to die that day. Uh, what was it? <laughs> and so it was like, it just wild because the message being like, don't fall in love; it's not worth it. It's a waste of your time. Pretty much, if you do it, <laughs> if you do it, it's just pain. Stick she, with your stick with your sisters. Well, stick look, with your ladies. Me, I, I think yeah. that's, I think that's that's interesting because the ants do encourage them to yeah. like be with she was men like, I didn't but just not really like, like him that much don't depend right. on it yeah she I, said that they had to my favorite of course and i know i'm skipping way ahead is the midnight margarita scene and they're all kind oh of telling telling truths about each other the wildest thing i've ever seen caroline i need to know what your very first reaction was to this scene this for the first I, i'm gonna time pull because... it i'm gonna pull it up okay oh good okay Let's... Because when they're all sitting around, like, telling the truth to each other about how they really feel about each other, and they say Stalker Channing tells uh, Sandra Bullock's character that they had to use molasses to get her to open her legs, I holler every time. <laughs> I just, it's just like, like, it's almost like a mix of, uh, like, when I, I don't want to say Willy Wonka and, like, a child or something like that, but the kind of thing, like, the idea that the drinking made them incapable of like stifling their actual thoughts you know what i mean like it was kind of like when they when the in the uh, willy wonka and the kids are burping and they're floating yes, whatever else that's like, they exactly can't what stop it is that's exactly what it is <laughs> like they can't stop themselves because then she would say like you know oh this and then be like oh my god i can't believe i said that you know like that it was impossible to not say the things as they were um, you know, it's that's what happens when you sing Lime in the Coconut really, really that's, what, that's what I was about to say. Caroline, I just looked back and Caroline just texted me in all caps, Lime and Coconut <laughs> song. 
question marks question marks i think it was all caps too but yes her uh nicole kidman's boyfriend is supposedly vampire question mark because yeah yeah i I love i love the way this this guy is set up okay so so like we we've we've the first relationship of the of the two sisters we meet and it's like the sweetest thing in the world i love sandra bullock Sandra Bullock is running down the street and jumps in his arms while a Faith Hill song dance, plays. Dance, they love each other. They dance. have little girls. It's perfect. And yes. then obviously meets a tragic end. And <laughs> what? Okay, but the tragic end is honestly hilarious because no, they is. set it up yeah, that like yeah. he's going to get run over by this huge band of cyclists that are somehow in this tiny island town. <laughs> and then he, they're like, oh, he made it. And then he least attentive truck driver in the world comes just dri- like driving down the middle of the road and just crushes and just i'm sorry i laughed and i was like i feel badly because i like this guy but that was so hilarious no like, no that's the guy that is that the guy from um from felicity am i correct about that what is that guy from he's been in a ton of stuff he was in that royal pains show if we want to yeah. go to usa yeah that's where i recognized him from was I he could also be in wrong. numbers i recognize oh, him for sure um so so anyways so we meet that relationship and then the then we kind of get to the flip side of it where we cut to Nicole Kidman's character and she every everything that Sandra Bullock is as the sort of like blissful domestic uh I don't know if I'm describing her right but like she's a very Sandra Bullock character she's and then we then we meet Nicole Kidman who is immediately basically in a scene from eyes wide shut for which is like right around the same time as this movie she is dancing at a party with a bunch of like chippendale dancers but and, like emo chippendale yeah like they yeah. all had like denim and like chains and there's and, a hey there's a business idea emo chippendales like it i was Caroline, like this, stay on after the recording because i have a business proposition for you chain smoking cigarettes and like you know at like the swinging hotel. out of beers yeah like just but there's also one of the things i loved about nicole kidman's character was that there was there was never a spot that she was in that wasn't surrounded by stuff like yeah, every scene she was in was just like either a bunch of people that were too close, like, or she went in the bathroom that one time when she like drugged up the drink, and there was just stuff everywhere. Every room she went into lit candles. <laughs> I do like, think I, was of, say. <laughs> I, I do. I do think that's interesting because, like, right when you're a witch, I presume. <laughs> I presume. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff involved. It seems like you have yeah. to have a lot of stuff to be a witch. Yeah, you got you got to have. Like, <laughs> it's like golf for women. You have to buy a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, you it. might even open your own store in this small town on an island <laughs> to sell all stuff. Female <laughs> golfers furious at me right now. But yeah, I was the, gonna say, Matt, way to get all the P, the WPGA tour on. That's right. <laughs> but the but but like it's it's funny because Sandra Bullock also has the stuff. So much in, stuff in her little store. Oh, it's God, basically yeah. like white barn. It's like it, everything's like lined up perfectly on all the shelves. And, you know, I think this is where they got the idea of Rose Apothecary for Schitt's Creek. Was I kid more. you not. I had on that sweatshirt this morning and I changed. I was like, I have to get dressed for work. Um, No, her <laughs> store is the beyond part of Bed Bath & Beyond. That's what I tell people. <laughs> Damn. I hope that you I hope that you wrote that joke a long time before you came on here. Didn't <laughs> that just was make perfect. It up now, exactly. that's I, too good. I've been trying to explain that store to people. I'm like, do you know how like 
there's these places you can go to now and like make your own like soaps and candles and whatever with whatever scent you want. I was like, that's Sandra Bullock store this. And then my favorite in like little interaction when they do finally see her working at the store is when the guy comes in to yep. say that his hair cream's not working and she's like, remember where it goes. And he's like, well, and then the detective's in there and he's like, <laughs> Yeah, like, also a little glimpse. <laughs> She's glimpses, so good at what she does. <laughs> the little glimpses we get of her being witchy after her husband does die, like very pre this was just before the first Harry Potter movie, and we get the spoon stirring the coffee, not once but twice. Yeah. And then her they like gag. Yeah. they love that gag. And <laughs> like, more characters do it too, but her specifically. Um, but yeah, Nicole Kidman's character is just the complete 180 and the candles i joke all the time that like practical magic core is very much an aesthetic that i know so many women aspire to like me personally i know a lot of women yes that house specifically but the candles the like gardening the sisterhood the like vibe in general good good kitchen kitchen. yeah great kitchen with good natural lighting but then nicole kibben's character is just like how many boyfriends can i kill before people notice yeah (laughs) right but, but she hey, was by the way, look, we've oh been kind of dancing around it. I want to talk about the Nicole Kidman character and like <laughs> this as a type because yes. she shows up as an adult to talk to her sister and she's very like excitedly describing her boyfriend. And it's it's got to be intentionally comedic because every single thing she says about him, it's like, oh my God, what... Just like she's just throwing out red flags, but she's saying them in the tone of voice of like, and also he's from Transylvania and he's, he does this thing where he like bites people. It's so cute. Like, (laughs) it's like if it's one of those magician tricks where they pull those like scarves out, but it's just all red red flags. Like every single, she's like, well, you know, he wants to stay up all the time and he never sleeps and I have to drug him to get some like downtime. To get some downtime. That. He it hates, took me like two. Garlic. It's so yeah, hates garlic. <laughs> it took me two watches that. to like put together that like in the when they cut to the pool scene, he's in the shade and he's wearing sunglasses, and I was oh, like, shit. oh, yeah. <laughs> also, this was clear. How how much pre ER Goron was this? Oh gosh, was it? He, that's what I remember him from, right? Because he's a yeah. Um, I think spiritual. Uh, similarities to um, Mads Mikkelsen. He, yes. He's like For sure. the 90s Mads Mikkelsen. Like Absolutely. every role that Mads would have now, he, like Goron would have this. The, and so it was just such a wild... This is what I mean when I say like it felt like there were six movies going on. Like you had one that was like, you're trying to focus on the story between that's like the history of these women and the and significance of the twins and like how they get their magic, perhaps. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no, we're not going that way. Okay, no, where are we going next? Oh, she finds a guy. Oh, but her aunt set it up. Oh, but he's dead. Oh, what is, what is Nicole Kidman doing? Is this guy a vampire? Is this the story? Oh, he's dead. Like, <laughs> I would be, I would be remiss not to point out, Caroline, that this is also a book. And I feel like if you read the book, it'll answer a lot of these. It'll answer a lot of the questions. Yeah. I don't want to spoil no. anything. Yeah. But well, you should read fair. the book. So like in general, and we've watched a few nineties movies for this podcast, but mm. I, I just have also it's it's a period where I, I didn't see a lot of R-rated movies and I haven't gone back to revisit a ton of them. What a coincidence. Was, Me neither. Yeah, I was a kid. <laughs> I was a literal fetus. Yeah. <laughs> but but like 
I think something you see, and I, I thought this about the craft when I watched it recently too. A thing that you see from '90s movies like this is their plots do frequently really wander around and feel weird and chaotic. And I think I think it's jarring to us to watch now because we're so used to movies being so uh, cookie cutter mm-hmm. in terms of like their plot structure, right? So like every Marvel movie has kind of the same pace to it. Um, and a lot of blockbusters do too. They, they, they know that they kind of have the timing of these movies down to a science and what you should be feeling at this point in the movie. And a lot of nineties movies like didn't do that. They're just sort of like, we're gonna, we're gonna let this thing go where we want it to go (laughs) and we'll wrap it up when we feel like it's time. And so there's, it has that kind of like chaotic feel to it, especially in the, I don't even know if this has a three act structure, but if you want to call it the third act of this movie where there's like spirits coming out of people's bodies and there's like, some- <laughs> and then all of a sudden the PTA is like down, they're down for witchcraft. Oh yeah. my God. That's Loved one of it. my favorite scenes is when she calls, she's like, fine, I'll call the let tree. Me, let me activate the phone tree. Yeah. Get and, that she's- bad boy going. <laughs> and she's like, all the rumors, she pulls a Lizzo. She's like, all the rumors are true. <laughs> Um, the, the shop ladies that are like, she's out, she's out, yeah, of she's let's go. Like, um, but I do love also that when Nicole Kidman does come to visit, that little gag about like putting her sister at the top of the yeah. phone tree list, such good slice of like 90s PTA mom life because yes. we don't, I mean, technically, I guess they have them now. I don't have children, I don't know, Matt. Do you have a phone tree for your tree? PTAs exist. They, I would say that they have become more concentrated in power because there are <laughs> let's let's say there's there's fewer than ever like stay at home moms, of course, of course. And so the ones that do exist, oh, uh, are basically run everything and because yeah. they're also probably rich. I was well, gonna I say I used to be a nanny. Email people too. Exactly. Yeah. There's not necessarily gonna be a phone tree that you have to like. Okay, now you call Susie. Like it's just everyone gets the email at the same time. And I don't think this movie could have worked post like once everybody gets cell phones because yeah. the major plot yeah. point of them. The, the only beef I have with this film is that they apparently drive to and from Arizona in less than three days when it's a forty hour <laughs> drive from the East Coast. Yeah. Like, I don't like, mind the magic. I'm like, where, like in Massachusetts. Where right, are I'm they? Assuming. No, where are we don't, they in this movie? We don't really they, know, but the yeah. assumption is New England. I would, like, I was like, no, I was, you would, clearly... I, would, I would think that because there are witches involved, but also it seems like some people have Southern accents. Also true. Okay, because the detective, and I've already one ear and out the other with these men's names. They, <laughs> yeah, they Aiden sounds, Quinn is the actor, right? Thank you. Aiden yeah. Quinn sounds like a Canadian trying to do a Texan accent. It's but so he's supposed weird. to be from Arizona. Right. Come on, he, guys. He, get it together. It's like he watched one interview of Johnny Cash and was like, yes. That's from, what I'm trying to be. He's from Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is where this is where I'll call myself out. Because I was watching this movie this morning. And I was I like, I texted Matt. And I was like, and I loved the first husband. He, he was a babe and a half. Loved him. But there was just something. I'm really? sorry. I just was like. And this is the most I've ever felt as close as I am to forty. Because I was like, ooh, because of the because of the, the because of the, the, detective the detective guy. I was like, he, That's you. I get it. He, and I was and she, <laughs> well, so when she opened the door, the daughter opened the door first. Well, oh, yeah. he's coming over to like no. make pancakes for you, but he's already doing the like dude lean on the doorway. Yep. Like, relax, yep. sir. It's like nine a.m. But I was I, like, 
I gotta say, I'm not. I've never worked in law enforcement. What? I would. <laughs> no. I would assume that if there are any ethical rules about it at all, you should not make out num- with the suspect. Number one is do not make out with the suspect. <laughs> Unless you're like undercover or something, I guess. I don't oh know. I just it's an it's an interrogation technique. Yeah. I like yeah. we keep promising we we're gonna talk about the plot and we've just like gone around it. So if anyone hasn't no. seen this movie, if you haven't seen like, this movie, if, if you haven't seen this movie, this I'm is not so for sorry. you. It's fine. Caroline, Matt is used to me doing this because we've no, done a podcast is, together. Oh, this is exact. This was not. This is not out of the norm. For, I didn't think so because I've listened to never, most of. Yeah, yeah I've listened to most of y'all, so I was like, "This is very on brand." This was not a knock on you. Oh, this I don't know was what. Like a, I don't know what Caroline's talking about. We're sticking to my rigid yeah, outline that I prepared. Forty-five. <laughs> Matt has scripted the entire thing. <laughs> I just the whole thing about this being six different movies. There, okay, because there's. It's funny you brought that up, Matt, because this is about it's like a little over 100 minutes and i say all the time bring back the 90 minute movie i do not need two and yeah. a half hours if you do not have a main story to tell if you don't know why you're still talking at the hour and 15 mark <laughs> shut up wrap it up let's go wrap it up get it together and Love and it. this movie actually i was like mm, probably could have been like a touch longer if we wanted could've more exposition <laughs> right given like you know the husband dying like i would have kind of wanted to see the funeral like why how did the little girls like handle it you know but that's me being a family story you know i'm into that kind of thing but uh, yeah i definitely laugh when he got hit with the truck and i'm not sorry because they show it by apples just like flying in the oh, air and then, like, oh, the apples are... on the front grade of the car of the truck yeah. whatever yeah. like the comical like hollywood blood on the and then uh, of course when the second man dies, when Nicole Kidman's terrible boyfriend, whose name is Angel Love, but as Incredible. a Romani word, Angelov. Yeah. Angelov. Perfect. Hella yeah. foreshadowing. Love that yeah. for me. Um, they did say his it, name a lot. They Whoops. do. They say it. She says it again and again when she's talking yeah. about him. But they could have just called the police the first time and been like, That's what oh, I self defense. That it is was one self-defense. of my biggest like angers with like or tropes and movies and stuff where people like we can't go to the cops they're gonna think it's out. like well if you drive with a dead body in the car for three yeah. days they have across state lines it's you like- this is also by the way a big 90s trope is women committing self-defense oh. killings and then uh, ha- and then having to like cover it up because they don't think it's going to go well you mean the hit Dixie Chick song, Goodbye Earl? <laughs> like, major impact on my childhood. Also, major yeah. impact. Why are you... Ba- okay, so... Dolores Claiborne also? Yep. You yep. kill the guy the first time. Again, self-defense, because he's literally choking out your yeah. sister in front of you. And you're in a tight space, and you do what you can. There's no uh, way the cops would, he, would take out for this guy. His name is kidnapped Angel you, And they were apparently already investigating him. They, he yeah. kidnapped you. Yeah. Both of you. And forced you to... Tr- anyway... So then, say and it's their whatever. word against no one's. So yeah, they really right. Should he's be dead. Fine. Yeah. And you can do magic, just tr- like the same summoning thing. Just trick them into believing you. Not even trick you. You're right. You're telling the truth, but like make them believe you. But say you decide to drive the dead body three days across, the, yeah, and then bring it back, uh, and then it goes straight back into "I'm going to kill you" mode, and you again defend your sister. <laughs> Why are you burying it in the front yard? See, this actually feels. <laughs> more realistic to me caroline than than maybe you are imagining because it does feel like nicole kidman that kind of person right who would be attractive yeah i don't mean to judge people here but the kind of person who would think that dating him is a good idea anyway would also think let's just give him one more shot and then he comes back and tries to kill you again and you're like 
I don't know. Maybe we maybe it wasn't so bad. Like Well it was see, it's like the not calling the cops and um I know what you did last summer. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's like God. one of those again, like where you're like, just if you had just called the cops, like this would have been there's a whole Black Mirror episode where I was like, I was about to say that. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I just rewatched that episode recently it's and I was so like good, but it's so upsetting. It's very oh, scary too. God, so good. It's terrifying. Uh but yeah, this movie is basically just like attachment styles, the movie, like the rom com. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I mean accurate. It's yeah. weird because I will say I will fully admit some of the texts to Matt. I was like, "What is happening? I am like, I don't know what I'm watching. I don't know if I like this." Sometimes <laughs> now I don't answer because I just want to be like, "You just need to watch more of the movie." But now talking about it though, like in retrospect, I, it's one of those like I'm so excited just to talk about this movie because it's so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now I'm gonna have this like really like positive association with it that because <laughs> here's when we talked about the fashion i texted Matt about this too i was like oh so many slip dresses and he's like What's all them dress? and i was like every single thing that they're wearing the like sh- the silky looking with the lace and it has like the yeah with like a it's in the name matthew it. it's in yes. the name you'll be surprised to hear that i don't know a lot about <laughs> 90s women's fashion but but it was so like all of the fashion so 90s sandra bullock so i just adore uh, i said this i said this we, we both agreed on this that her. I, i'm really not like a, i've never been like a huge sandra bullock guy mostly just because i've not I don't watch a lot of her movies. While you were sleeping, she's unbelievably likable in this movie. Like, I mean, I get that the character is supposed to be very likable, but she's she's so cute. She's like, you you really are rooting for her in this movie in part because so many people around her are crazy. But (laughs) but she's it's a really it's a really fun performance too. Like she's she's very she's very easy to like and she was probably about 30 years old i think when she made this movie so like not a teen star or anything like Mm -hmm. this it's just as a it's 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 a it's such a 90s performance in every way and and it's in a good way like it really has a nostalgic feel to me watching her in this movie she had a powerhouse four-year stretch where she had other movies beyond this but um, well, I think the scene goes, but she had like while you were sleeping, speed or speed while you were sleeping, um, a time to kill, like speed the two. net. Oh, yeah, the speed two <laughs> cruise control. Um, but the net is one that again it's I will so like good. sit down and watch that thing. Like Jeremy Northam, it is just so, and it is just like ooh, the internet. Ah, like look how fun, <laughs> look how scary. Like it's just like the best '90s movie like ever, where she's like, oh, I'm super online. Like let me get some floppy disks, and this is going to be the main storyline of this whole thing. Um, I if just only they it. knew it was going to be all it was going to be all memes. I love Sandra Bullock. I'm not. I like, and she just. I just listened to the episode of Smartless that she did the podcast with oh, um, yes. Jason Bateman and Will Arnett and Sean Hayes, and she was hilarious, absolutely hilarious. And I, I just, I'm a cute. Big Sandy fan over here. I mean, she's the character. The character is wild, but yeah. but also, I'm. I mean, I also really like this particular era of Nicole Kidman. Like she Same. was, she was very very out there, she and she was in in, she was into doing like weird, crazy performances. And there's there's another movie that she did right around this time. Uh, and I'm, damn, I'm Cold not Mountain. remembering the name. No, because that was much later. Caroline, please. <laughs> um, Same vibes, Cold Mountain. <laughs> so I'm looking it up by searching Nicole Kidman murder newswoman, because but the movie is called To Die For, uh, which was 
couple of years before this. Awesome. I know your search history. <laughs> awesome, weird movie where Nicole Kidman plays basically a TV news anchor who it's uh, good. kills someone so that she can become famous. It's really, what? really good. Oh, it's, it's so Night good. Stalker before there was Night Stalker, basically. Yeah, absolutely. It's so um, good. But she, I mean, she, what a what a fun, like weird artist who is who is also putting herself in this Hollywood machine that probably wanted to pigeonhole her Absolutely. to do things that pretty ladies do. And she was like, nah, I'm going to be weird a lot. One of my favorite facts about this movie is that the crew had to like start putting padding under the scene where she's possessed because she was literally throwing herself so hard <laughs> across the floor. They were Committed. like, yeah, they were like, you're going to give yourself a concussion. Like, don't, don't do yeah. that. And physical work by screen actors is so underrated. I know, Matt, you've heard me talk about this ad nauseum on Bloody Broads Pod, but like it makes or breaks a lot of things for me. It makes it more believable. Between that and then the scene of Midnight Margaritas, it's rumored they actually were drinking tequila. Hell which I, yeah. I fully believe <laughs> Stalker Channing was loaded on this film. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I love her. I love was, her. Wish she was my mom. Like I, I would watch. I would watch it an entire TV series, a, a hundred episode TV series. Which Caroline <laughs> just, knows that means a lot for me. Yeah, it, it does. That that, what, that is Diane Diane Weist and Stalker Channing, <laughs> like can't. solving people's like quotes, solving people's problems with witchcraft yeah. and like actually making it worse. I I, I love these characters so much, oh, yes. and I wish they were. I wish they were in the movie more. Honestly, good news. You can read the book. <laughs> <laughs> I just I was thinking about how they um saved her life with tequila and like hand holding and I love that. Yeah. It was like yeah. go power. Damn that it. also saves I mean, my life on a yeah. weekly basis. I mean <laughs> he doesn't want a margarita in Nicole. I mean that's honestly become what such a a cliche, but I think it's actually a fun one. Like I just finished watching that this horrible Netflix show that Sweet Magnolia's one season oh, three. Oh no. It's so bad. It is so, so bad. And I will still, I'll text Alex McDaniel and I'm like, who is this for? <laughs> I'm like, sure I just Alex know, is like, like no. Because she also watches it and yeah. she was like, oh, season three was terrible. Can't and y'all love some bad TV. Like, it's just, and the accents are awful and they always have these margarita nights and it's just like sisterhood and margaritas and like, this has been a thing forever. Oh, like, the number a- one like selling item on Etsy right now, like when you log in now, Etsy has oh, like God, suggestions. Yeah, yeah, it's like the, the mar- midnight. Yeah, it's like the Midnight Margarita Club sweatshirt, and I w- I turned to my partner and I was like, "Do not buy this for me," because I knew he would be like, "You love this movie. You need this." Like, no, no <laughs> please do not. Uh, but it's such a good to me. That's like a positive alcohol scene in a '90s movie. Yeah. We get a lot of like the wine mom culture starting around this time, and so I feel like this is the one time where I can be like, "See, like it's a fun, lighthearted." <laughs> yeah, it's up like it was a beacon in the night. <laughs> Well, I know they don't do it. They it's don't time. do it. Like, this is it's clear they don't do this all the time, right? Like right. this is a this is like a turning point for all these women where they're like, "Look, stuff is way off track, and the <laughs> only way we can fix it is it's that we put the lime get... in the coconut and shake it all up." <laughs> Dying awesome. Well, yeah, we just miss Paula Cole in this. Like that's really oh, all that we. Ooh. If there had been a Paula Cole needle drop, I would have died on the you, spot. Like, let me just... tell you, you you don't have any idea how close you came to dodging a Paula Cole bullet this week. Uh, but 
You were gonna Ch- do it for the jingle. If you actually then Jamie, were like Chandler, roll the song, and no, it was like I don't want to wait. No. I would have just died. Jamie, <laughs> as you know, we like to play a little game show segment at the, yes. at the end of the show each week. <laughs> I'm nervous. So this week our trivia segment is going to be about witches, of course, uh, and witches can mean a lot of different things. There's there's a lot of variety when it comes to to witchcraft. Yes. Uh, so we're going to cover all the, a, a lot of those different meanings of what it means to be a witch in our trivia segment, which we are calling, Chandler, go ahead and get the jingle ready. Uh, the segment this week is called, Witch Better Know My Movie. Witch <laughs> better know my movie. Y'all should know me well enough. Witch better know my movie. Got expelled from Hufflepuff. I'll get you my pretty. When I do spells, I do not stutter. Which better know my movie? Would thou like a taste of butter? Like bra bra bra. I I need the full suck. I need the full suck. This is the hardest I've la- I think last week. <laughs> God. Last week was the most technical like performance with like the echoes and the. Would you say? Would, would you say fair to say this is the stupidest one that I've this done? Is the it's the funniest <laughs> one, that's for sure. Oh, I lost it. We're uh, tears. I'm so glad well, I have a waterproof mascara. I'll just say. I'll just say there was. I, I mean, the obvious. The obvious direction you go when you're doing a song about witches is you just search songs with bitch in it and you just replace it Uh, fair enough so i went through a few iterations and i was wondering if it was going to be i'm a witch i'm a i'm a lover i wrote i I wrote a whole verse of it and then decided uh i changed my mind last minute that's it was excellent this is way more my brand so i appreciate that that was outstanding all right Mr. Chandler loved it too. Ivan, he says. Love it. So I've got trivia questions for each of you about witches. Jamie, yours are going to be a little more on the scary side. And Caroline, because you're a tiny baby, yours are less scary. (laughs) (laughs) So Jamie, Jamie, you're first. The movie The Witches, based on the book by Roald Dahl. Yes. Witches are bald demons who turn children into what? Rats. It is. I, I will go. I will take this. It fair, is. It's, mice. it's rodents in general. It's yeah. mice. I'm going to take okay. rats. That's fair. Okay. That's yeah. yeah. We're going to uh, give her leeway. That's a that's a point. That book. I, I read all. Love of that book too. The book is great. The movie. I haven't seen the new movie, but the original movie is it's utterly high. terrifying. It's fun. Angelica yeah. Houston was the head yes. witch in the original, oh. right? Yes. Yeah, she was. So this is a little side story because we always do these. So like I said, it's fully scripted. Um, <laughs> I my mom took me out of school when I was in like third or fourth grade we were living in england and she took me and my sister to go see the witches on like their like i don't think it was necessarily it might have been west end i'm not sure but like she took us to oh, london like a, play? And we got a play of the witches Whoa. and let me tell you when they did they had the whole scene where she's like looking under the bed for the little yeah. mouse and stuff so and they had this like the the way that the set was set up was like, like they giant. would drop this like you know, cartoon, not cartoonish, but how it was like drawn for the books, like how like yeah. the wall yeah, yeah. doll visualization of what it, so like, like you're so that under the bed. bed. Yeah. Cause you're looking, you are the mouse under the bed <laughs> and like, the bed drops out. It was one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. I would have pissed my pants. Like I have a child. I would have been like, I do yeah. love that, that, that that's like Roald Dahl's stated intent. Yeah. That is like, basically I want to make something for children that will traumatize. That will traumatize them. It's great. Uh, yeah. All right. Caroline. Yeah. 
What is the name of the talking cat in Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Oh, crap. Jamie oh obviously knows this one already. Yes, Can I, I know. Steal? Can I steal? Oh, hold on. Wait. Um, we got to give her time. Oh, no. This is going to haunt me like that. Patrick <laughs> crazy song. <sighs> You've got five seconds, Caroline. It's not. I don't know. Geez. It's not coming? No. We are going to change the rules as we always do on the fly and let Jamie steal if she wants. Go for it, Jamie. It's Salem. It is Salem. Salem. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, this is like hungry eyes all over again. All right. <laughs> I, I, was, I want you to know that I was yelling that you didn't know that song title. I was like, Caroline, you know this song. <laughs> the worst is that I did. And I. You 100% knew it. Yeah, she knew it instantly. All right. Jamie, a commanding yeah. lead already after the first round. All right. In this adaptation of The Wizard of Oz, the Wicked Witch of the West is a sweatshop owner named Eveline. The, the Wiz? It is The Wiz. That is correct. I don't know why that made me second guess myself. I was like, what? The Wiz is very, the Wiz is very good. It's not that, it's, it's not scary, but Eveline is great. An all-timer on-screen witch for me. Um, it's not going all right, Caroline, in The Little going. Mermaid, what are the names of Ursula the Sea Witch's two aquatic familiars? Flotsam and Jetsam. Very nice. <laughs> I was so it. mad if you didn't know that. I was like, I know, mm -hmm. I would be too. Also, I just watched the new. Uh, oh, and she says Melissa it like McCarthy. Times. Oh, does yeah. she? Melissa McCarthy is so good. She's amazing. She's so I still haven't watched it. I really need to. So good. Oh. When there's something where they call her like, oh, my, my dad always called you a sea witch or whatever it was. And she was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I just love where she, she was like, got out of her little like, ooh, if you need my yeah, she, like, wait, goes, what? what? Yeah. I love her so much. Anyway. Yes. Okay. I'm on the board. I'm not okay. Final round. It, uh, this found footage horror franchise, Jamie, Features a memorable scene involving of witches holding a meeting in a suburban garage, which permanently traumatized Matt and has made it impossible <laughs> for him to go in his own garage at night. Paranormal activity? That would be paranormal activity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolute F you to the filmmakers for ruining my garage for me. That's the fourth one, right? Or the third one? Third it's one or the third one? one? It's the third it's the one. It's the third one. Those are some of my favorite movies that the truly one of the only horror movies that has ever scared me is that first movie um very good it's the Terrifying. only one yeah and uh the other one is the one we just covered uh, well it'll be a couple episodes now uh for bloody broads for our, my birthday slash our anniversary i made everyone watch the fourth kind and my co-host was like why would you do this to me <laughs> i was like you're welcome sleep tight that's yeah, we were dog sitting. I was in Washington State, and my roommate and I decided to watch Paranormal Activity, and we were dog sitting in middle oh of a quiet scene, no yeah. sounds, nothing changed. He start, he gets up and starts barking at a corner, no. and I was like, no. "Well, all right, see you guys later." I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, Caroline, I'm gonna text you the image. Oh, uh, why? <laughs> of, of this thing that I'm talking about because put truly, it in the group chat. I want to see your reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so I'm a little bit masochistic about this kind of thing. Yeah, um, or is, excuse I mean, me, sadistic. It's it is. It, I, I can't get a great shot of it here, but I mean, it's one of the scariest things I've ever seen. In a it, oh God, hang on. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna text it to Caroline because I don't know how to put it in here. But oh, okay, it, it's. I'll look at it on screen. So yeah, I can enjoy this. 
Yeah. Damn. Be glad well, you're looking at this in the daylight, Caroline. <laughs> I know. That's I told we last week I told him about No, it's really it. cool because what happens what happens in the movie is it's just you think that this is just sort of a normal like uh, Oh, why? Oh. <laughs> you think this is just a movie about ghosts and like poltergeists and stuff and then you find out in the third one that there's a coven of witches making it all happen and that they're meeting in the guy's garage and no. pretty much uh, is not good. They shouldn't be allowed me. to do stuff in garages or basements anymore because, like, come on, we got stuff to do. Like, and I have crawl, to like put crawl things spaces, down there. crawl spaces. Yeah. Are oh bad. no, attic. All right. I got to put yeah. stuff places. Well, you know? this was a perfect sweep for Jamie, but I, Caroline, you have one question left, just to to save some face here. I don't know. Part of me wants to be like, just don't ask me in case I get it wrong. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> the witch from this Disney animated film was so scary that it reportedly caused theaters all over America to have to reupholster their seats because children kept peeing themselves during the movie. Snow White, isn't it? It is Snow White. I mean, I definitely also mouthed the words to Caroline. Yeah, yeah, oh, no! <laughs> I, knew, I knew that one, though! With the, she had the apple and the scary face. And the yeah. That, that one is so scary, and it's the only time during a Disney movie I've ever, like, as a child, I can remember being like, Oh, I don't know if I like this or not. Like, yeah. <laughs> Legit, very scary. And that, that was like definitely the time frame too, where like they're like, you know how we can make her extra scary? Ward on the nose. Oh. Yeah. Put like a <laughs> put a wart make her on ugly. The nose. Really, yeah, really did real... a lot of uh, wart wart shame. The wart yeah. community does not appreciate <laughs> Snow White. <laughs> I mean, we've already said uh... warts back years. Yeah. <laughs> Matt already uh, almost almost slut shamed some some women at the beginning of the movie with uh, Nicole Kidman's character being surrounded by eyes wide shut people. Oh no, Caroline said that. <laughs> no, that was, no, it was oh, that me. was Matt. That's, yeah, okay, I haven't sorry. seen eyes wide shut. I haven't Look, seen that. I'm not I'm not I'm not judging but, Nicole Kidman's lifestyle. To be fair, I just think that no, she maybe no. maybe she could have assessed her boyfriend a little bit. Uh, Absolutely. More. But then Sandra yeah. Bullock's character says one of my favorite lines too in the Midnight Margarita scene where she says, since when has being a slut been a crime in this family? And I lose it every <laughs> Big time. laugh line, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They all, they, that's when they, that's where you got that from, Caroline, because uh, she burps right after that. And that's yes. why she's like, I don't know where that came from. That was the fizzy yeah. lifting drink connection. Yes. There you go. <laughs> that's where I got the vibes. See? Well, we have a, a trivia W for Jamie, the guest coming in this week. Congratulations, Jamie! Um, Bloody Broads is is out there and available, and you guys yes. are are actively doing lots of excellent episodes. And, and this is a great time to start listening if you're a new listener, because October is always a big month for for your squad over there. But can you also tell? I know you have some other projects going on right now as well. Do you want to talk about some of those? I do. So uh, my main line of work outside of podcasting. Shocker, that doesn't pay the bills, you guys. Um, <laughs> um, I'm an actor and I have a voiceover that just came out for a horror anthology show. It's literally called Your Horror Show. My episode is called Till Death and I play a desperate housewife with a knife kink. And I'll let you guys go listen to see how that turns out. Caroline's wow. face. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have put like a not safe for work warning on that one. Um, but uh, fingers crossed. Yes. Fingers crossed. The SAG strike is wrapping up by the time this episode comes out. Question mark. 
Uh, so I can tell you guys about more things. Uh, but I also have a non-spooky podcast called How Did You Get Here? It's exclusive to Spotify. And every week I sit down with someone new and we talk about how they got to where they are in their career. And Matt is on this season. Hey! Yay. Yeah. So you I can find me. It's just me going. I don't know. I don't time. know. Yeah. It's a real short podcast. It's about three minutes. And he's like, I'm not entirely sure. And you're like, All right, great. Thanks for joining uh, us. Well, no, yeah, we had a blast. Everybody, everybody, go and check out Jamie's shows and her uh, voiceover work as well. And um, Jamie, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm excited to be talking to her not in Vienna, which is where we were the last time. Right? I know. <laughs> international, Worldly ladies. International Worldly, trips. Worldly ladies, yes. But yes. And then if you do like um, spooky true crime stuff, uh, I think I've been on like three episodes of like those murder investigation discovery shows. I don't know. You guys look up my IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> They're on there. I'm sorry. I'm a terrible now, like, are you, plugger. Are you, do you usually play the, the victim or the murderer, Jamie? I've done both. But wow. something that, so really a switch hitter here. Right. But but something about my face <laughs> just says like victim because I, <laughs> I, <laughs> apparently the casting directors, I mean, it's also the fact that I'm petite and sound like this. Um, but we, we got uh, to kill this girl. <laughs> yeah. The last time, the last time I was on the show, uh, I, I killed my boyfriend first and then his brother killed my character i don't know it's it was very complicated uh family drama but yes i do a lot of those kind of shows and um yeah well that's fun of course and uh happy october everybody we we will be back next week uh undetermined movie as of now but i i'm gonna try to steer caroline towards some slightly something scary Let's go yeah, somewhere. let's do I it. I have a suggestion when we're done recording. Okay, awesome. <laughs> well, if anybody has a good suggestion, we know that it's going to be Jamie. Go check out Bloody Bras. Go check out How Did You Get Here? And uh, we will be back next week with another episode of For the Water Cooler. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.